welcome to the Common Geeking Program. We are a book club style podcast where each episode we discuss a different topic from our own geeky and nerdy perspectives. Uh, I am your host as always, Jeff Levitt, and this week we're going to be taking a look at uh, the Spy Kids trilogy from the early 2000s and uh, get down into that and what made those movies so amazing uh, this time around. Uh, usually we've got three people on the podcast, but due to some scheduling uh, nonsense, it's just going to be me and one other person. We're going to get real deep down and intimate into this uh, into this discussion. Just a little, uh, you know, a little close encounters. Have a good time. Who am I joined by? <laughs> you could not live with the weight of your own failures. And where did that bring you? Oh, my God. <laughs> Back to me. Hi, I'm Edward Ryan. I'll be joining Jeff on today's episode. What a sad book club. There's just two of us. Yeah. It's uh, more of like a We're just a like book. we're two friends talking <laughs> yeah, about a book. two friends talking about a book. <laughs> it's not really a club at that, that point. And that book is... Instead of... We're really just flipping it on its head. Because instead of like a club of... of more than two people talking about a singular topic. We are only two people talking, <laughs> talking about, about three films. Three fucking movies. <laughs> three books, if you will. I, the Spy Kids trilogy of books, of course. I think this is the next evolution in book clubs. Right. To like get get more books, fewer club. That's really the <laughs> That only makes sense in in this our, you know very modern age where we want things on demand you know where we got two-day shipping on our amazons you know we want more books less friends right exactly that's just you know the way of the world right like why would we have a book club and have it be more about people than books right like we've got to bring up the books bring down the people that's Mm -hmm. just the way of the future i i believe i believe it was mark twain who once said Fuck people. Books are way better. Yeah, I'm really trying to. I'm really trying to aspire to get to a Wally quality of uh, of media entertainment, where I just have a chair that drives <laughs> me around and shows me all my shit, and people who are right next to me don't even interact with me. That's really what I strive for. <laughs> it's just minimal human interaction. I was really like, where is he going with the Wally thing? Like he wants <laughs> everyone to be dead because I forgot there's human people in Wally. <laughs> and then as soon as you said the chair that carries you around, I just I just remembered the, you know, the big yeah. the big fat people. The chairs that carry them around. <laughs> in the chairs. <laughs> Alright, we're gonna start off by summarizing and discussing the topic, and then we'll end with a little rating section so we can decide if the if the topic was worthwhile and enjoyable for today. Hell yeah. Alright, let's let's get on into it. I mean, Jeffrey, what better place to start than at the beginning? Um, right. w- would you like to kick us off with a little Spy Kids Uno? Yeah, fuck yeah. Well, so actually, it's, re- it's not even called Spy Kids 1. It's just called Spy Kids. It's just called Spy Kids. The, the original, original standalone film that right. started a movement. Exactly. And so Spy Kids 1 came out in uh, 2001. Uh, it follows the story of Junie and Carmen Cortez, who unbeknownst, you know, they uh, they're unaware of the fact that their parents have actually been uh, secret agents their whole lives, but had been in retirement because. And after watching the like the first couple Spy Kids movies, I forgot this whole element of it because they drop it real fucking quick. 
The reason that they had to go into, like, retirement and witness protection is because they were in, like, different government agencies, like, from different countries, which I can only assume are, like, the U.S. and Mexico? Like, what? Like, they're in... <laughs> oh, is that why they're... The, the, the parents... In the like when when she's telling them the bedtime story of the two spies that fell in love, it was because they were like it was like Romeo and Juliet type bullshit where they were from two different like warring nations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then whenever they talk about it later, they're always just like ex operatives of the OSS, which is just like an international so, <laughs> spy agency. So I don't know what the fuck. Well, I think they they were like government spies or whatever, and they fell in love on a mission. Yeah, you know, and then they joined the OSS together. Gotcha. Yeah, they guess... were like they were like, listen, we're in love. We can't do this anymore, and the only skill set we have is espionage and murder. So we'll join a different spy organization. So basically, basically, <laughs> after being in hiding for well, well, like, well, hold up, Jeffrey, before you move on, I just want to say, so this is essentially, um, in the first five minutes of Spy Kids, we yeah. get the Hawkeye Black Widow backstory that we deserved <laughs> to get in the MCU that we never got, and if we get it at this point, who cares, right? Because right, Hawkeye is, is is old and retired, and Black Widow's dead. Oh, sorry, well, spoilers. They didn't want to do it because it would just be treading treading old ground, you know. Spy kids, Everyone exactly, would've... exactly. Like Every they didn't want a single person on the planet would have said, "This is just a rip off of Spy Kids." This is just a rip off of Spy Kids. Yeah, really, Spy Adults because it's the parents. Yeah, but I'm the sorry. Spy Adults in the Spy Kids. Anyway, so the uh, after being in in hiding for a while, the parents basically are discovering that all of these previous OSS agents are disappearing. And they go to uh, investigate, and they're like, yo, kids, stay at home, because you're kids and not spies yet. So they go investigate, and they find that the uh, basically what's happening to all these agents is this man named Floop. Yo, Floop is the best. He's basically kidnapping all of the agents that go to, to uh, like, investigate his, I guess, evil ways, because he's making shit for, like, some shady government, which is... Never, like, totally explained, but it's just, like, the vibe is there well enough that you're like, oh, yeah, that's the bad guy, right? <laughs> and I noticed this in Spy Kids, too, as well, which I'll get into later, but, like, sometimes the bad guys, like, they don't have any, like, motive or even really agenda. Like, <laughs> they just are doing bad things. So, basically, what Floop is doing is he's taking these agents and he's mutating them into these weird, wibbly cartoon monsters for his television show. True. Which is exactly. not, like, his evil plan. That's just, like, what he's doing with the people who are investigating She's him. like, I need to do something with these guys. Yeah, exactly. But he really, deep down, cares more about his, his TV show, which Junie, the younger brother, watches, by the way. Yeah, it's a great TV show. So, the parents leave Junie and, and Carmen... Cortez with their uncle Cheech Marin. Uh, <laughs> yeah, did you forget that Uncle Felix was played by Cheech? I did not forget that, but he's also their funkle, their fake uncle. He's not actually their uncle. Yeah, we meet their real uncle later. Yeah, within like the span of like fucking ten minutes or so, Cheech Marin reveals to Junie and Carmen that in fact that their parents have been spies this whole time. <laughs> Because I guess the parents got in a little bit of trouble, and they're like, and he's like, "Well, I guess I better pull the cat out of the bag." I don't think it's just that. I think that don't like some bad guys start to assault the house. 
Yeah, then no, you're right, you're right, you're right. And then so, he's like he's like, Listen, we don't got time. Your parents are spies. I don't it, know what voice I'm doing here. It's not, not Cheech Marin. <laughs> I don't well it would be like a little bit racist for me to do Yeah. So I, I So went you just with, picked a totally different accent. So yeah, so I went yeah. with like a smoker from Brooklyn, I guess. Well he is a smoker, just not that kind particularly. Yeah. Um, we don't have any time. Your parents are spies. Here, take this submarine. Like that's yeah, he what put, he basically puts them in a submarine and holds <laughs> off the attackers. Uh, and the submarine brings them to a safe house. It's, so you think about it. Spy Kids is just filled with like iconic scenes, right? It, it really is. Because you have all these, like it happens a lot in movies. And they're all always copying Spy Kids when they do this. Where one person stays behind and they're like, oh, hold him off, go! You know, yeah. and that's what Cheech <laughs> does. Is he? I just got your smoker joke. You meant marijuana. Yeah, yeah, I did. All right, I didn't get it before. <laughs> I was just like, oh, maybe he smokes in the movie. I don't. <laughs> no, his catchphrase is, "I'm not your uncle." <laughs> it's yeah. great. Um, so they go to the safe house and they find all these gadgets, and then eventually some agents show up and a lot of who, money. Yeah, a lot of money too. And some agents show up and they're like, "Yo." We were sent here by your parents, but they weren't really sent there by their parents. They oh were the bad God. guys. Uh, yeah, this scene is a whole, like, you know, um, in elementary school, they would have, like, an assembly about stranger danger, and they'd show videos, and in one of the videos, there, like, a dude would pull up in a van and be like, your parents sent me to pick you up, your, your mom's in the hospital, and your dog's sick. <laughs> Your parents sent me. I'm their best friend. You got to come with me. Right? That would happen. Yeah. And then the school would be like, don't get in the van with that guy. He doesn't know your parents. That's in this movie. Yeah, pretty much. Except instead of a creepy old guy, it's a, it's an attractive young woman. Yeah. That's... But she's still like kind of an asshole to them immediately. So it's like whatever. But anyway, they they quickly figure out that she is in fact not a good guy. She's a bad guy. So they use their repository of gadgets to escape and they, they track down... I completely don't remember how they get to Uncle Machete, but they do. Uh, so they, they find their real uncle who they've never met because for reasons, I guess, him and the father have been disgraced for the past few years and uh who's disgraced that's not the word you meant right no i guess not they've they've <laughs> not been in contact they, you could be disgraced from a family but it, I, it's not they, quite they've, like that. they've they both been disgraced from each other from each other yeah exactly <laughs> you know you understood what i fucking meant no it, i didn't it took me a moment <laughs> and uh what Uncle machete you, what, i'm trying to think what d word you were trying to say Distant? I don't know, man. Yeah, so as to how the how the Spy Kids trilogy connects to the Machete verse, yes. is maybe something we can talk about later. But yes, he was played by Danny Trejo from Machete, and he's called Uncle Machete in the fucking movie. Yeah, that's the whole connection, is that it's just the same character, but he's settled down now. <laughs> well, and the other thing is, is um, so something we didn't talk about at the beginning. I know we're interrupting the plot synopsis here no yeah yeah um the spy kids films are made by um robert rodriguez who did make the machete films he's made a lot of really good movies but but none better than spy none better than that's his his uh you know his claim to fame his his magnum opus is the spy kids right right well the thing about 
like his movies, right, that you can generally expect is that they're fun. Yeah. And that's And boy is this movie fun. And that's the thing with Spy Kids, <laughs> is it's is they're fun movies, dude. Yeah. Like like really like you know, yeah, they're you know, we're we're having a, a bit of a laugh here. They're not the best movies in the world. But like they're a good yeah. time. Like Yo Dog. Like we say so I was all ready to come on here and talk about how fucking stupid the the Spy Kids movies are in retrospect, but after watching them recently, like they're a lot better than I remember them being. Like, and no, I remember them being pretty good, but I was like, oh, I saw that when I was a kid. So I must, you know, must have not have noticed that the acting's all bad and that all mm-hmm. of the plots don't make any sense. But like, I mean, there's a bit of that, but like the acting is like not cringy or anything. Like the, the kids like have funny lines and they, mm-hmm. they have good chemistry and shit. And it's like, it's all very self-aware. Yes. The um, movie but... is, is, is very self-aware and you don't know, you don't really notice when you're a kid watching it, but the movie is like, isn't this fucking stupid? <laughs> and you're like, yeah, yeah, it's kind of fucking stupid. And the movie's like, but it's fun though. Right. And you're like, yeah. Yeah. So basically they, they meet up with uncle machete and they steal some of his high tech gadgets. Cause he's like, I'm not helping your father oh, I don't yeah, he's like, like a him. gadget dude he's like um he's like q he makes a bunch of gadgets and stuff so they they escape with some of his gadgets and they go to floop's ridiculous fucking castle and by i think by now maybe it's been revealed that that floop despite the fact that he was totally complicit with turning people into weird mutants i guess is not the evil guy but his minion whose name is actually minion is in fact the evil one all along and like he imprisons floop and then is like trying to i guess just do the same thing that floop was doing i don't fucking know <laughs> no so floop i don't remember because i didn't rewatch this one for the episode you did floop is more interested in his tv show than he was about selling the weapons to the government yeah uh, yeah and this guy i believe but it he was, is i believe it was something like hey this is how to get the money for the tv show and so he was like okay i'll do it and then he didn't really want to do it, but mm-hmm. the show must go on. Yeah, I don't think it's explained quite that explicitly. It's just kind of like the mo- like all the Spy Kids movies pull kind of a trick where they don't actually make plot points need they don't need to make sense. They just kind of like <laughs> make the tone of it shift in a way that like kids will be watching it and they'll be like, "Oh, I understand. He was the bad guy, now he's the good guy." And not like actually have there be like hardcore explanation let me look this up let me see if there is an explanation well because floop was like basically they were getting this uh, auto corrected to spy kids (laughs) three they um there was this brain device that that uh the father had used had made like when you know he worked for the oss and then he was supposed to destroy it but he didn't for reasons and uh then like they got this device and it's basically like this super advanced ai to make their their previously not very functioning robots function super scary like and they're spy kids because they're like robot kids and they like couldn't talk they could only talk in gibberish before but now they can yeah it's a whole thing anyway so basically they junie you know flips floop over to the good side you know, and, and convinces him, like, hey, the show, you know, is, is really worthwhile, then the, this evil shit isn't for you. And then they, they defeat Minion and the government agents and the evil spy kids and the fucking thumb-thumbs that are wandering around everywhere, and uh, the family is reunited. Um, and then they basically, are, the kids are like, hey, we're spies now, I guess, because we know one one mission. And the parents are like, 
I chill. We're going to make a whole fucking organization about it. <laughs> and that's pretty much the end of Spy Kids 1. Spy Kids 2 came out the next year. The Island of Lost Dreams. And uh, just to be pretty brief about that one, basically... Whoa. What do you mean pretty what, brief? You want... About the best Spy Kids film? Oh, we'll get into that. Jeffrey. You want to you, you wanna, you wanna sell me Spy Kids 2? Jeffrey, Spy well, fucking... Kids 2 is a fantasy action spy thriller masterpiece let's tell jeffrey about spy kids 2 shall we all right so spy kids 2 the island of lost dreams which let's let's begin our discussion with a breakdown and thorough analysis of the title (laughs) 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 no i'm just i'm just kidding um you know great title though You, you know it's intriguing you're like the island of lost dreams whoa what the fuck is this about as a kid, that's what you would have said. It is what I said. I remember it very clearly. So, Spy Kids 2 begins, all right? The the OSS, the spy people, the <laughs> International Spy Society. I don't know what OSS stands for. I don't think there it does stand for anything, but I'll look it up. It probably stands for something. Anyway, um, they, because of, of... Organization of Super Spies. There we go. Because of how dope Carmen and Judy were. Judy? Junie? Junie. Junie. I called him Judy. I'm sorry. Because of how dope Carmen and Junie were in the first movie, the OSS now has a bunch of kid spies, right? Yeah. But Carmen and Junie aren't the best kid spies. The best kid spies are Gary Giggles and Gertie Giggles. Yeah. They're a couple of, like, rich kid. Their father was... I, I didn't realize this when I was a kid, but their father was actually one of the agents that they rescued in the first movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a lot of great continuity between the Spy Kids films, Jeffrey, <laughs> as would be expected. Of course. Here's what occurs in the movie. There is this device called the Transmooker. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, there's some people who want it because it is very powerful. It, like lets you control electronic devices or something. It's basically an EMP. It's like an EMP. Okay, it turns off <laughs> yeah. electronic devices. It is, and but like more specific, like it can do it in controlled areas. Yeah, an EMP is in a controlled area. In so far as yeah, you yeah. put it in a place. Yeah. That's fair. <laughs> I get what you're saying. Um. So it lets you, like, shut off electronic devices. So here's what happens is they're at some fancy spy dinner and shit goes down. Some dudes attack it. Some magnet head boys. Yes. Yeah, they have big magnets on their heads. Uh, or their heads are magnets. They're wearing hats that are magnets, yeah. Yeah. And they basically, they poison all the adults when they when they do the toast to... Uh, what what's his face? Donegan Giggles is is now the the leader of the OSS. Even though it looked like it was supposed to be uh, their dad, the the spy kid's dad, Mister. Oh Mr. yeah, I, so I forgot about this. So he like yeah. hacked the teleprompter. Yeah. So that when the guy was reading it, he was like, "The new leader is this guy," and I guess also, everyone was say, just fine with that. Like clearly, like there was a process where they picked yeah, yeah. the new leader. And then he changed right. it on the teleprompter, and he read it out, and then he was like, and then they were like, oh, fuck, well, we said he's the leader, so he's the leader now. Also, the teleprompter, maybe not the most ingenious uh, d- use of the teleprompter device, the, the high-tech teleprompter they have is is clear, and you can see the words written backwards on it. 
Yeah. Like, I was just like, oh, it's not going to show up on the other side. And then they did a shot from the other side, and their words are showing up backwards. And I was like, what? What? <laughs> that's not better than... <laughs> no, that's worse than a, a standard. And you, can see the, and you can see the names show up, and then get deleted, and then Donnegan giggles. <laughs> None of them were paying attention. Anyway, all the adults drink champagne, and there was a sleeper poison in the champagne. But the kids didn't drink it, because they're kids. They don't drink champagne. What shitty spies... Yeah, word, right? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so the magnet dudes bounce up into here, and the kids try yeah. and stop him from getting the transmooker, but Gary Giggles fucks everything up. And then he blames it on Junie and making it seem like Junie got everything fucked up. Yeah. Oh, Dad, Junie fucked it up, not me. And his dad's like, Junie, you fired. You fired. And, <laughs> and then Carmen hacks Junie back into the system, and not a single fucking person asks why he's there afterwards <laughs> like again like hackers don't change reality <laughs> like that's not she didn't hack the time I think stream what we're she learning but <laughs> in the intro to this film is that in the spy kids the universe, oss are really bad spies. in the spy kids universe no no they can't be they're the best spies they're the super spies in the spy kids universe hackers do change reality pretty much because because donnegan hacked the teleprompter and it made him the leader even yeah. though it shouldn't have think about it like this no this is how i like to think about it um remember when i don't remember who it was fuck whoever it was we're giving out the Oscars, read the wrong fucking name for uh, Best Picture. Steve Harvey. No, yeah, not Steve Harvey. Similar situation. Yeah, similar though. situation, <laughs> yeah. right? Um, well, the film that he accidentally said didn't get the Best Picture Oscar. They fixed it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so it's kind of like worse. So like this spy organization is less organization than the Oscars. The Oscars, yeah, um, pretty much. So, but then, yeah, Carmen hacks Juni back into the system, and he's just everyone's cool with and it. They also, which means hackers they hack- can affect reality, which I think is going to be important in the third movie. Yeah, <laughs> true. They hack themselves onto the good mission that was assigned to Gertie and Gary Giggles, and reassign them to go to the Sahara Desert, and they fall in camel poop, and it's a funny, it's a funny. Yes, the camel poop mission. Yeah. <clears throat> so the good mission is to go to the island of lost dreams. I don't think it's called that by the mission. No, it's like it's some some to go to an island thing, some name. And um, so there's well, they go to the island and and all of their electronics. They go, stop they go working. to the island to look for the transmooker. Yeah, because okay. that's where the that's where the magnet man took the transmooker. Okay, got it. So they go to the island to try and find the transmooker. Now, if this device is so powerful and necessary. Why they're sending some of the kid spies instead of some of the adult spies, I don't know. But they're sending some of the spy kids. Well, Donegan said to his kids, like, oh, go scope out the scene because our kid spies are like the, you know, the special, the, the, the secret ops, right? And then come back and report. And then, you know, I don't think they were going to do that. And Junie and Carmen certainly don't do that. They go and try to solve the problem themselves. Gotcha, gotcha. As spies are wont to do. Right. So right. Um, they go to the island. Bunch of fucking rogue agents in the USS. Work, and they fall into a volcano. Does that happen later? Yeah. Or is it that happens no, at the beginning? that's about right. They basically complain for a little while about, you know, not how their tech doesn't work. And then, then they get chased by a monster and fall into a volcano. That's pretty much... Okay, good. Because this is the best scene in the whole film. <laughs> they fall into a volcano. And you're like, how are they going to get out of this volcano? Right? 
how are our boys going to get out of this one? Well, um, they don't. They don't. They die. The movie ends. No, they don't die. But they're falling. (laughs) And they're falling. And they're falling. And they're falling. They They just just keep keep falling. And it's such a good, it's such a good goof. Like, they're doing, like, time jumps and, you know, Junie's, like, chilling, like, how long have we been falling? You know? And they're like, I don't know, my super advanced watch doesn't tell time. Because it can do everything but tell time. Also, it doesn't work because they're on, you know, the the fucking EMP island, so. So, um, they fall for a really long time and there's a bunch of funny goofs about it. And then... There's like an emotional moment where they're like, we're going to die, you know, and I love you, (laughs) you know, brother and sister. Uh, And then they don't die because they're not in a real volcano. It's a fake volcano. Um, They find a fake cane. Yeah. As I call it. The reason they've been falling for so long is there's some kind of like... There's an air jet pushing them upwards. So I guess they're falling slowly because they certainly weren't just hovering over that pit the entire time. Um, so it like felt like they were falling and there was maybe like some kind of like projection or something. I don't remember exactly, but it looked and felt like they were falling, but they actually mostly weren't, but they eventually reached the bottom and they're in like this lab and Steve Buscemi is down there being the best character in the Spy Kids franchise. The fucking Spy Kids movies have a a stellar cast by the yeah, way they do. <laughs> like of all the like all the adult characters are like somebody notable and we're like why are you in this movie yep. <laughs> like cheech why are you in this movie cheech Marin? fuck I, I i know we're jumping ahead but stallone shows up in the third movie <laughs> oh i forgot about- yeah um oh also george clooney is the president and he plays like he has like two speaking lines in the first movie yep. <laughs> or he's not the president no, he becomes the president in the third one, or something, because the president is the other guy, who's also a notable actor, but I don't, I don't remember, I don't know yeah, his I don't name. Know. I don't remember. But he's he's basically the the leader of the organization or something. So Buscemi was the scientist who lived on the island. He's the guy who invented the transmooker. He invented it as a cloaking device for his aunt, so no one can find him doing his experiments. And he basically lives here in, in you know secluded because he he's experimenting with these with these genetics. And these oh animals. my god, it's so cool. He makes animals really small. And then he has these little tiny like zoos. Yeah. Of small of small animals. Wait, we gotta talk about this before we talk about the cooler part. Okay, okay. And okay, so that okay. was his idea was like you could have a little miniature zoo with all these miniature versions of animals bedroom. and you take care of them and you watch them. It's kinda like an ant farm. But with gorillas and giraffes and shit. This is a bit of a motif in the Spy Kids trilogy in that, like, not the villains, but the people who you think might be the villains for a second, and you turn out that they're okay. At the center of all, there's always just, like, some guy who's trying to make some dope shit for kids, and then someone exploited their their genius, and then things ran amok because of that. But really, like, you know, this was the case with Floop. This is the case with, uh, fuck, I don't remember his name. Roman is Steve Buscemi's character. Is that they're just trying to make some dope shit for kids and then someone exploits it. Mm-hmm. Well, so, and I think that that is one of the, the running, like, allegories throughout the Spy Kids franchise yeah. is about children's entertainment. 
because sure. a lot of because my kids are kids movies but as we talked about before they're they're high quality right yeah. because robert rodriguez he said he said listen just because it's for kids doesn't mean it has to be shit and he's not the only right. one a lot of people make good high quality content for kids but a I'd say I'm going to I'd go out on a limb and say the majority of kids content uh, is garbage <laughs> because yeah. people say like, oh, it's for kids. It's for kids. We'll spend right. less money making it and it'll be bad and the kids will buy it anyway because they're stupid and then we'll make more money. Right. Yeah, and so it's the uh, this ana- this allegory running through Spy Kids is like you have people who have a vision and a dream and they want to yeah. help kids learn about animals or just have a good time with fun TV characters, you know. Yeah, they're in it for the joy of creation. Exactly, they're in it for the joy of creation right. and for the joy of, of you know helping the next generation, you know, and enjoy learning or entertainment or whatever. And then it gets, you know, their vision gets corrupted by by outside forces wanting to make money, wanting to gain power. So it's like it's an allegory for kids' entertainment in the real world. In this kid's entertainment yeah. property that is much deeper than yeah. you thought it was. It's great. Fucking spy, <laughs> spy kids, kids, man. Keeping it real. So anyway, so Steve Buscemi, he's got these miniature animals, but th- that's not all. It's not good enough. He had to make It wasn't interesting enough to just have miniature, you know, giraffes I fucking, and... Getting to what we just talked about, I love later when they're like, when the spy kids reveal to Steve Buscemi, they're like... The people are coming here looking for the transmooker, the the force field, and he's just like, "Why are they looking for that?" Because they're like, "It could be pretty dangerous, powerful." And he's like, "Yeah, but it's less interesting than my animals." <laughs> and it's just like that kind of gets to the thing too, right? It's like this guy is so pure, yeah. so pure that he's not even thinking about the perhaps devastating implications of his work. Well, it, well that's that's the thing, right? Is that like his, um, you know, he's he's focused on like his actual work and so he ended up to 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 be able to work on his thing he invented this secondary thing that he doesn't care about at all that is the reason all these people are coming is because that thing that he just invented to be able to work on his animals is actually you know a really powerful device exactly exactly so he started what he he started mixing animals together in the miniature format when he's like Oh, some kids have fat hands. What if they were just a little bit bigger? And then he put a he put a growth potion on them, and then they got a lot a bit bigger, like way too big. And so they they all ran out. And now he lives, you know, hiding in his little hut, afraid of his creations. It's pretty sad. And Junie's like, "Why don't you just go hang out with them?" And he's like, "They're probably gonna eat me." And uh, to be totally real with you, I sti- I side with Steve Buscemi on this mm-hmm. issue. They're probably gonna eat you. <laughs> In fact, some of them do try. So, but here's the thing. So, um, we have a couple of hybrids. Um, well, there's a few, but yeah. there's a couple of main ones. There's the mon- spider monkey, which is spider monkey. And most of them are are clever, you know, like spider monkey, bullfrog, yeah. horsefly, yeah. and then there's also the the slizzard, which is not one of those, but it, it's a snake and a yeah. lizard. So there's the spider monkey. And that's a scary which is, boy. Um, a bunch of spider legs. It's a centaur with the bottom of it being a spider and the top being a gorilla. Doesn't even really look like a monkey. It kind of looks like an Easter Island. <laughs> um, it's amazing. And if yeah, you watched cool. Spy Kids 2, The Island of Lost Dreams as a child, and you did not want to own a spider monkey, yeah, you're lying. You did. 
Because he's he's such a bro. He's too. such a. They bro down when they meet the spider monkey. They bro down. They bro down with the spider so let's, monkey. Can um, we skip ahead to there? Or is there is there important stuff in the middle? Well, the one thing I did want to mention is that like through a couple, I would say pretty pretty wide logical leaps, they they uh, conclude that in fact Donigan is evil, which does happen to be correct, but. It doesn't make any sense the way they're just like, he's trying to get the transmooker. Therefore, he's evil the whole time. I'm like, dog, isn't that why he sent you there? <laughs> like, to get that thing? Well, like, <laughs> the other, here's the um, thing that's strange about it, right? Is that, um, yeah. <clears throat> well, like, so Donegan, like, this, the OSS had the transmooker, right? The president did, um, yeah, of the United oh, States. Oh, okay, yeah. Oh, so maybe that yeah. was it. Okay, but like Donigan yeah. wants it so he can be evil. Uh-oh. It never really explains why he wants it or what he plans Just to do. It's, with, he wants to do, do evil with stuff with it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then Gertie and Gertie and Gary are his children, and then they they but they don't know about the evil. Right? They course correct and they show up to the island, and then it's like all you know the rivalry between the two spy kids things. Um, so that, you know, they have their little, their spats and then they have some introspective conversation about how their dad is evil. And then eventually they find the big transmooker. Wait, but before that, there's an important scene that we're skipping by. So Junie befriends a spider monkey. Um, and it lets Junie, and it lets Junie ride it, which is why you as a child wanted to have one. Uh, and it's holding and then gary giggles the bad guy befriends a Mm -hmm. slizzard because that's that is the bad animal that's true despite that being slightly more impressive i must say that he befriended this this crazy evil it is it is well there's a reason that gary and gertie are the top spy kids you know right 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 i mean junie's good but he didn't befriend a slizzard you know true he only befriended exactly which is which is cool cool, but it's 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 better but it's an easier task. You know, Spider Monkey OP essentially is what I'm saying. Easier to get and more right, powerful. Right, right, right. Because they end up having a battle where they're riding on the backs of these giant hybrid animals. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> also, like, one of the, like, earlier in the movie, like, there's a whole thing that, like, oh, Carmen has a crush on Gary Giggles, right? And Junie's like, how come you never side with me? And that was, like, partially her fault that he got blamed for mm-hmm. it in the first place, right? And then the first time that she does side with him is when Gary Giggles is literally trying to murder Junie Cortez with a giant yep. snake monster. And then, you know, she comes and punches him in the face. And then she's like, I sided with you this time. And I'm like, Gosh, I fucking hope so. This dude was trying to eat your brother. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Carmen. Listen, we, so what we know is that when the chips are down, Carmen is there for her family. Yeah. But all other times, not so yeah, much. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, the grandparents. Um. Yeah, wait. So, so when the, the parents come to try to rescue them, and then somehow the, grand, their, the, the uh, Ingrid, the mom's parents get involved, and the fucking grandpa is played by... By fucking yes. Han himself. Ricardo Montalban. Uh, <laughs> Ricardo Montalban. God, there's so many good um, actors in this movie. And he's great. So many good characters. And what? And Antonio yeah. Banderas was the dad, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, they don't like the, the, the grandparents don't approve of the marriage because um, Antonio Banderas reminds Ricardo Montalban of himself when he was younger. And he's like, I was, you uh. know, like a, a dashing rogue spy who was, you know, doing all this crazy, dangerous stuff. I don't want my daughter marrying yeah, someone yeah. like that. 
Oh gosh, we might we might have to speed. Post oh Vikings god, 3, I know, I know, but it's here. just all so good. All right, so let's 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 speed to the end good. here. Um, yeah, they, they save, save the, day, the day basically, and then Steve Buscemi. Because Steve Buscemi befriends his monsters because yes. he takes Junie's so advice and then he goes yeah, and interacts he's, with he's them. He's like, I got to get out of here. You know, I can't stay locked up in here because people need me. And he leaves. And he's like, oh, mm-hmm. God, they're going to eat me. But they don't eat him. They're like, you're our creator. What's yeah. up, dog? You know, let's be friends. And he's like, oh, my God. Yeah, let's be friends. And he fucking rides in with like a bunch of monsters at the end of the movie. Like, what's up? I'm here. Steve Buscemi. Yeah. Um, and that somehow helped save the day. I don't remember exactly the scenario. I mean, you know, yeah, giant yeah, monsters. Yeah. The, yeah. Anyway, the the point is they save the day, and yeah. So yeah, they save the day. They get the the transmooker back, and uh, yeah. Oh, and and Junie uh, gets a kiss from the president's daughter or something, right? Yeah, that was a character in this movie that we just glossed over, but it's fine. Um, so Spy Kids, uh, three D game over. Junie is retired from being a spy, oh, right? Spy Kids three game over is such a good it, fucking. Movie. It's so good. Yeah. So the <laughs> we're not going to be able to give movie, it its proper I, I justice. I want to go to the beginning with a little bit of detail here, and then we can speed through. Yeah. Because yeah. the beginning of this movie cool, cool, is cool, cool, cool. fantastic. Because it starts out in like a yeah. noir spy style. <laughs> where Junie is a grizzled, retired spy, right? And they're trying to get him back on the job. And he's like, I'm done with that life. That was a long time ago. Right. But he's 12. <laughs> so it's it's yeah. amazing. And he's like, he's like taking <laughs> little like side jobs, you know, like investigating uh, why the, all the water is missing from an amusement park. <laughs> And it's all right. And he's trying to he's trying to basically save up to get this game, right? So game over is the game. It's like the shit, man. Everyone's yes. trying to get this game because it's basically VR. This is essentially, you know? um, yeah, it's if you ever watched Sword Art Online, uh, it stole its entire plot from Spy Kids 3D Game Over. From Spy Kids 3D, um, yeah, yeah. Spy Kids 3D Game Over. I remember when we looked it up, and I was just like, "Man, this is pretty derivative of Sword Art Online." And then I was like, "Sword Art Online came out way after, after this movie." Like I was like, de- "Hey, dog, like a, hey, how's your anime plot? Why are you stealing it like from a Spy Kids?" Like a decade later. <laughs> um. Okay. So yeah, he wants uh, to get this Sweeto uh, game. I don't remember exactly what happens. They get him to come back to the spy organization, like, just to look at a thing. They're like, you got to at least look at this case, Junie. No, yeah, they basically tell him that, like, that, uh, the, that the game master, Sylvester Stallone, has has trapped people in this game. So everyone that went into this game is is trapped there, exactly like Sword Out Online. And J- Junie's like, sorry, this isn't the life anymore. Yeah, this isn't the life anymore. And they're like... Your sister's in there, trapped in there. He's like, well, goddammit, Carmen. Uh, so Junie goes into the game and basically he has to go through a, you know, a series of... He makes some friends. There's the cool one, the smart one, the strong one. You know, just fill in your stereotypes. Yeah, they really he meets a don't girl. Have She's pretty cool. Uh- <laughs> no, not really. My favorite thing is... So, like... So he goes through all these trials, right? And eventually when they get out of the, they, like, they, defi- they discover that the Toy Master was in fact not evil and someone was, you know, again, using, he just wanted to make a great game. Uh, and he's got this beef with the grandfather, which we'll, we'll maybe get back into. But when they all get out of the virtual world, they realize like, oh, 
they're they're all rotated one to the left where like the strong the cool one is not actually cool in real life he's actually smart and this and the strong one is not actually strong in real life he's actually cool and the smart one is not actually smart in real life he's actually a jock so he's actually strong and i'm like that makes sense for exactly one of the three of you um it's like you can be strong in a video game you can't make yourself cooler well, and smarter. okay you That's can not how so that some works. people um like so with the uh help of anonymity you know some people like yeah. you know who are not, maybe not great in like a social situation in the real world but wait let's talk real quick because um we're gonna we're gonna go through the plot quickly right he's gotta get he's got they've got to complete these challenges to get these um, find well, a sister save these the challenges to like unlock their way to the end of the game, which is where you get to meet the, right. the toy maker and he like grants a w- your wish or something. But Junie wants to meet him to arrest him and stop the game. And everyone else wants to like right. get their wish granted or whatever. Exactly, and they all have like exactly. tragic backstories or whatever, where they're like, oh, my dog has cancer or something like that. And I want to save him. <laughs> But um, here's the thing, right? So we said Sword Art Online stole its plot from Spy Kids 3D Game Over. But it's not the only thing. Because if you've ever read the book or seen the movie, which is pretty different from the book, Ready Player One, it also is very derivative of Spy Kids 3D Game Over. It takes place in a virtual world. And there's a set of challenges that you have to complete to get some keys to unlock your way to the creator of said virtual world to have your wish granted. So I'm going to boil this down to some real shit mm-hmm. for you right now, right? Is that it's not just that these these shows are basically plagiarizing the Spy Kids things because they're not really like those 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 that show and that book and movie like they have their own thing going on. But it's that like. There are so many, like, pop culture things from our childhood that are directly linked to the Spy yeah. Kids trilogy, you know? Is that, like, like Spy Kids straight up created a lot of these tropes that, we, that now seem, like, super fucking cliche because we see them in a lot of other, like, kids' media. But it's like, this was Spy Kids, mm-hmm. baby. Spy Kids yeah. did this shit. And, it, like, some of those tropes existed beforehand, but, like... You know, Spy Kids did it in such, like, a blazon way that was, like, they don't, you know, they're, like, yeah, who cares? We'll use some tropes. And, like, they just own Mm -hmm. it, right? I agree. Um, So, to get back to the plot, uh, important thing we don't want to skip over. At some point, Junie gets, like, a -a phone-a-friend power-up or something. This is a weird game. I don't understand how it works. Uh (laughs) I don't, I do not in one single bit understand how he sucks his grandfather into this game because he had to put on 3D glasses to get into the game. And that's like the whole thing, right? Is that the whole movie is basically just like a, here's Spy Kids in 3D, right? And like, there's even like a fucking cut scene where where Junie's going into the game and Donagan, yeah, he's good now, shut up, uh, is putting on, he's like telling him to put on his glasses. He's like, now put on your glasses now and looks directly (laughs) at the camera and be like, so kids can be like, oh, oh shit, this is when the 3D Starts. Well, okay, this is so where I put on my glasses. What I appreciate about the film, though, right, is first of all, it's interactive, yeah. okay, because it tells you yeah. when to put on and take off your 3D glasses, right? They didn't just put the whole, they didn't just put the 3D filter over the whole movie. This is old 3D with the blue and red, right. by the way, it's kids. Um, ideal. They didn't just put throw the filter over the whole movie and then have a bunch of parts not be in 3D. No, 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 no. Most of the movie is just normal. 
And then there's certain parts that have the yeah. filter on top, and that's when you got to put your glasses on. And Donegan or Flute well, that's- or Antonio Banderas will tell you, like, put your glasses on, and then you got to put them on. Right, right, right. And that, that's pretty much they use the 3D for when they're in the virtual mm-hmm. world, right? So it's like you get some immersion because Spy Kids is fucking yes, transcendent. Trans- okay. <laughs> so um, Judy Basically, gets a so, friend power yeah. up, but he drags his grandfather into the game. And his logic is <laughs> probably the best thing I've ever heard in my entire fucking life, right? It's like his grandfather is in a wheelchair. Therefore, his brain and, and muscle and his arm muscle mass must be like 300% or something. I can't remember. There is a very oh, specific yeah. number that's like, he's like, oh, it's got to be like a 302% increase. And it was just like, oh, you did the math on this one, Junie. Okay, how long have you been thinking about this, by the way? Like, he was prepared with that. Like, he... Um, right. <laughs> so, which I guess, like, you could, okay. So you put it's a it's a man, you know, a push a wheelchair where you push the legs around, right? You've been riding around in one of those for like however long, a long time, right? You would expect that 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 guy would have pretty strong arms, but like not stronger than like a dude who does physical labor, right? Like, <laughs> like right, he would just right, have right. I will say in Spy Kids 2, when he shows up, his his chair is just 100% driving itself. There is no control. Maybe he's got some fucking mind connection with it. It just drives around. He's using oh, both yeah, of his yeah. hands. No, he's not yeah, holding Kids a joystick. 2, he's got like a super spy version of a wheelchair, which you'd expect. But in Spy Kids 3, yeah. we find out that he mostly pushes his wheelchair around because he's got super strength. Right, um, right, right. But again, it... I don't think it would give you super strength. I think it would give you regular guy strength, but okay. Um, right. So he brings him into the game, and because it's in a game, he's able to walk because his character's legs aren't you he know, gets a power disabled. Up, yeah. And then we find out that he's got beef with the toy yeah, maker and this that's whole time, why and they're like didn't long friends. to bring his grandpa into the game, but he did it anyway. So he runs yeah. off to find the toy maker, and Junie's like, no, you're supposed to help me shit so now Junie's not on his own he wasted his phone a friend power up it's kind of like on who wants to be a millionaire if you call your friend and you're like okay jeffrey is the answer um ginger ale pepsi orange crush or coca-cola and then your friend is like wow uh, that's a pretty tough question i'm really glad you called me to help out um hey before i answer before i answer the question yeah i do have some i'm gonna put the phone down oh well, that was your phone a friend. I hope he helped you. It's like, shut the fuck up, you bitch. Um, so that's what happens. Anyway, skip, 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 skip. They do the... Ch- Judy, you know, parties up with uh, those other kids we talked about and this girl named, like... There's a glitch well, we in the system. Spoiler, but yeah. She she does turn out yeah. to be an AI. Um, yeah, like a, like an accidental one, I guess. I don't know. Whatever. She's Elijah Wood shows up. He's the guy too fast. So they, no, they do the challenges. They get to the end, but then there's this like this big challenge at the end that they're like, oh, we can't get past this. And then there's this mythical figure in the game known as the guy. He's the The best player in the game. He has 99 extra lives. Okay. Previously, they, they thought, thought Junie, Junie was might the guy, be the guy, but... but it turns out 
that also, he's not the guy. <laughs> like every single time, every single fucking time, they're like, "You're the guy." Judy's like, "I, I, I literally up am not the guy. I'm Judy Cortez. Then, I'm a spy." <laughs> yeah. And then when it's revealed later that Junie was not the guy, that Elijah Wood the guy, they're like, I can't believe you betrayed us like this. And we're like, are, yeah. you, are you goddamn kids kidding are like, me right now? These kids are How like, clear you were never the met? guy. <laughs> well, no, I think at some point, but it turns yeah. out Elijah Wood's the guy. Um, and right. let's be clear about when this film released, okay? Because it was in the year of our Lord, 2003. July 25th, 2003 to be exact. Yeah. Now, there was a little film series that Elijah Wood was in. <laughs> yeah, called uh, The Lord of the Rings. Uh, now, Fellowship of the Ring came out in 2001. Okay. Is that the last one? Or yeah. the first one? The first Which? one. The Two Towers first came one? out in okay. 2002. So, both of those films were out. Um, I believe... So basically, these move the Spy Kids movies are a foil to the Lord of the Rings universe. Is yeah, everyone right. knows this guy? He would have been an odd pick if he weren't at the height of his fame because he's not like particularly studly or anything. But, he's Elijah but it's Wood. Crazy. <laughs> everyone knows this guy. You know, he's the Hobbit. He's Frodo, and then he just fucking pops up for basically a in cameo role in Spy Kids 3D. Yeah. Which is, yeah. Um, what the fuck is the subtitle of this movie, by the way? Game Over. Spy Kids 3D Game, game over. over. Yeah. Um, which is just amazing. You know, like we said, there's a lot of, you know, this is a star-studded cast in Spy Kids. Um, but can you imagine, yeah. right, like, you know, because kids, maybe they watch The Lord of the Rings, they're PG-13, so maybe they didn't, but kids don't recognize actors and stuff, but let's say you're the parent, a cool parent who likes Lord of the Rings. You take your kids to see Spy Kids 3D, and you're just watching the movie, like, whatever, eating your popcorn, and you're like, is that fucking Frodo? I think you would have had several of those moments earlier in the movie, too. Like, when George Clooney, Sylvester Stallone, Ricardo yeah, Montalban, Cheech Marin, and fucking... So maybe you were desensitized uh, at that point. Steve yeah. Buscemi showed up, yeah. Like, it's a running theme in these movies that, like, people who have no business being in these fucking movies are yeah. in these fucking All right, movies. so anyway, so the guy shows up... Um, and he's like, don't worry, guys. I'll do the super difficult thing that nobody could do. And then he dies. Immediately yeah, dies. Yeah, instantaneously. And his life counter yeah. is like going down super fast. And then it stops at one. And he's like, oh, guys, I didn't die. And then it goes to zero. And he's like, fuck. And then he dies. <laughs> yeah. That's the one. That's the one F-bomb in the movie. <laughs> the P, for the PG-13 um, rating. It's just. No, he doesn't. No, he does not he say doesn't. the fuck. But, um. Yeah, so they save the day, basically. They discover okay. that the toy maker is not such a bad guy, just like the rest so of them. And then all the their friends from the previous movie show up and help. it turns out yeah. that he's not such a bad guy. Um, totally do not remember who the actual bad guy in the movie was. Was there one? I don't... They, there's like or a final there, battle were there like two, in the movie where Steve was, Buscemi there, and... Was there a uh, second toy maker? There's like an AI version of the toy maker remember. or something? Is that what it was? That's I think it was. Possible. Well, let me see yeah. real quick. The, okay, no, no, no. So the toy maker. Okay, so he he escapes the game because he was trapped in the virtual world. He got right, trapped right, in right. there because he was a bad guy, right? So he escapes the game, and everyone's like, "Oh no!" And he's got this like army of giant robots, right? And it's too much, right? The spy kids they can't handle the army of giant robots by themselves. And their family shows up, you know, their dad, their mom, their grandma, their grandpa, 
But they can't handle the giant army of giant robots. It's too much. They can't do it. So what do they do? That's right. They call in everybody from the previous Spy Kids films. Steve yeah, Buscemi yeah, yeah, yeah. shows up Steve with his Buscemi spider monkey up. and a slizzard. And <laughs> Floop and Minion yeah, show up. Yeah, fucking Floop shows right, up, dude. Floop do. shows up with his fucking weird, creepy monsters from the first movie. And Machete shows up. And Cheech shows up. And um, Duck Dimidome, owner of the Dimsdale Dimidome, shows up. <laughs> he does! And then Captain America says, Avengers! Uh, so essentially, um, so that scene, um, the portal scene in Avengers Endgame, is essentially a ripoff of... Is directly derivative of Game Over. Um, you're gonna, yeah. If you watch the film, you'll notice a lot of things have just stolen plots and scenes directly from it. But anyway, it's a, it's amazing, especially as a kid who's who's watched all three of these movies. All these characters show up because they didn't forget that the other movies existed. You know, all these characters show up. Yeah. They're like, we're here to help. My favorite thing, my favorite thing about the Spy Kids and they sort of, no, the trilogy the sentence, and they oh, all ahead, fight an army of giant robots together, and it's amazing. And you put your three D glasses on, obviously, for this scene. So, but the the, the toy maker's not a bad so guy, right? So they, they defeat over all the robots or? except for the toy maker's robot. And the grandpa goes up in there, right? And he talks. Oh, and right, this right, is right. how they... So there is a big battle, which is great. But the way they defeat the final villain is with words. He talks to the they toy maker and he says, listen, Sylvester Stallone. He doesn't call him Sylvester Stallone. He says, he says he does, I actually. forgive you. I've been searching for you all this time, not to get revenge, but to tell you that I forgive you. Let's move on. It's, this is thirty years in the past, you know. Let's just let's let's just move on. And the toy maker's like, "Wow, I've always wanted to hear you say that, and I never thought I would. I'm really sorry for all the bad stuff that I did." And that's how they defeat the toy maker. Hell yeah! I mean, wh- come on. That's a. I mean, this is a kids' movie, and they're saying they're saying, "Listen." Right. Have empathy with people. Talk it out. Bad guys have yeah. hearts too. Yeah, that, I mean that's one of my favorite things. Summary's about the Spy done. Kids it only universe. took an hour. <laughs> only in an hour. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's we had some and discussion interspersed in there. Yeah, that's kind of how this movies. goes now. So go ahead. One of my favorite things about the Spy Kids universe is that like everything operates in the Spy Kids universe exactly how you think it would mm-hmm. when you're a kid. You know, like. The, the like they're fucking plugging in shit with giant like one foot diameter <laughs> uh plugs that they put into walls and like you know the kids are actually people with personalities and individual you know like and they're they're making like kid jokes mm-hmm. the whole time it's just like very i don't know and like 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 i said earlier right like a lot of the plot is basically like they don't need to get into the specifics of like what do these people do what are they trying to do what's their end game because they've set up the tone and the vibe of how these characters are and that's enough that's enough well, for the, the spy kids movies that's good um is that like juni and carmen at times are dumb and it's like for yeah. kids it makes for like funny goofs right but for like you know, older kids and for the the parents of the kids watching the movie, it's like, oh, these are like characters. 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah, right? <laughs> it's like, oh, they're not just like, you know, perfect cutouts for my child to paste their face onto in their imagination. Like, these are characters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They have flaws. And also, like, all of the, like, and perhaps this was done for a marketing standpoint, but it also, like, just works for kids enjoying the movie. It's like, all of the gadgets are, like basically toy versions of what those gadgets would be so like when you go to the store or go get your mcdonald's happy meal and you get like a spy toy like that might as well have been the fucking prop in the movie like they're very similar you know like like i remember one of the gadgets in the second movie is like basically one of those fucking like light things where you spin it around and it you know but then it does stuff in the movie right so it's it's very it's very kid friendly and it's very self aware of basically everything that it, it that it's bringing to the table and it plays to its strengths. It doesn't give a shit about its weaknesses, right? Like when plots don't make sense or whatever, it's just like who cares? We're brushing mm-hmm. by that. Who cares, right? Like you get you get what's going on. You understand what I'm you understand what I'm putting on on the table right now, you know? And it does it in a way that's like every fault the movie has, if you can even call them a fault, you're looking at it and you're like they decided to not care about that. Instead of they overlooked that or the budget didn't allow for that. You know what I mean? All right. I think that I think we've had a good bit of fun here. I think we've boiled down kind of what's at the core of the Spy Kids movies. You want to move on to talk about our perhaps spoilers here, but immense enjoyment of these movies in the rating yeah, section? Well, before we get out of this kind of discussion portion, I guess I, to put a cap on it, um, the Spy Kids trilogy. Yeah. And yes, I said trilogy because the fourth one does not exist not made by the same people it was just a quick cash grab is bullshit yeah what fourth one what are you talking about i don't know what you're talking about the spy kids trilogy is high quality kids entertainment um if you watched it as a kid rewatch it um you i think you will be surprised at how much you enjoy the films and if you have kids how much it holds up don't forget to show them spy kids because they're gonna have a great time and you're not gonna be bored while they watch the movie um also everything stole their plots from spy kids spy kids are the alpha and omega of film this is we're basically here to tell you that they're actually like i know we've been talking in in media that disney's doing a bunch of remakes but it goes deeper than that there has not been an original piece of media since spy kids came out because literally everything is taking its plot from spy kids even the stuff that is remakes of the stuff that was made before spy kids entirely Mm -hmm. influenced by spy kids and that's a fact that's a fact here from yep, the Common Geeking program. All right. Um, so let's, I guess. So I guess nothing's that's a good real and Spy Kids it, is amazing. Right? Let's move on. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you, Ed, for a, an inten- intensely sneaky and spyful discussion. And that was, it we was, don't need it a third or nice. fourth person. Fuck that. We are the yeah, word. We made this episode long enough on our own. Could you imagine how long this episode would have been if we had well, another voice? Probably in the about this long. There's I no think way. It's just a me thing that episodes go a little long when I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, now we're going to be moving on to the ratings, and uh, we're going to rate the topic from a scale from oh gosh, one to ten. You switched to ten mm-hmm. at some point. Mm-hmm. I oh, switched man. to ten. Cause I don't, I don't, I don't like that 0.5 bullshit. And then every time I say that, someone's gonna be like, "I'm gonna give it a 7.5," and I'm yeah. like, "Fuck you! You never would have yeah, done you that." You wouldn't before. have given something a 0.25 um, or a 0.75. Yeah. All exactly. right, go ahead. Um, <clears throat> one to five. 
Uh, you know what? One to ten, sorry. One to ten. Let's just go gadgets, because the Spy Kids movie is full of gadgets. You want to rate of and, uh, uh, on a <laughs> Transmookers? There's only two right, one to ten gadgets. Nah. Gizmos. One to ten gadgets. That, that it's, it's, yeah, gizmos and gadgets. One to ten. Well, how do you feel about Spy Kids oh, trilogy wow. as a whole? Um, the Spy Kids trilogy, I... I'm gonna give it an eight out of ten. Eight, eight gadgets out of ten. Yeah. Eight out of and ten. I, I don't feel I need to explain it. I feel like I've been doing that for about an hour. Um, it's really yeah. good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I think I'm gonna land somewhere in that same range too. You know, like it's still a little bit corny, but it, like it kind of uses that mm-hmm. to its advantage. So really, it's a pretty good piece of media. So I, yeah, I would say we can land on a solid eight out of ten gadgets. And you know what? That's all you need. We've been talking about Spy Kids. You don't need you don't need a bunch of uh, a bunch of reiteration of what we've already been saying. Spy Kids no, is great. The Spy Kids movie does pretty much everything except tell time. Exactly. <laughs> except for then there's the advanced Spy Kids movie, and you know I'm just gonna I'm gonna break into the veil a little bit here and 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 talk about what we're referencing, right? So like the you know he's got this big watch that goes like halfway down his arm, and he's like and and Machete's like it does everything but tell time, and then later in the movie, no, Gertie giggles. Isn't it in like the our, whole next are, movie or is it, oh it's in the same movie? Okay. No no no. It's in the same movie. Yeah, Gary and Gertie Giggles, they're like, oh, we've got the even more advanced version. It does everything, including telling time, and it goes, like, <laughs> further down their arm. And I'm like, yo, Doc, how much do you need to, like, just tech a watch? Why, does it, why is it that much longer? <laughs> just put a watch on it. Fuck, even just wear two watches. Like, <laughs> anyway, that's enough of that. Uh, that's just gonna about about going to wrap it up today, today for us, folks. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Common Geeking Program. Again, I've been I've been Jeff Levitt. Uh, you can find me. I've got uh, an Instagram called Things I Wish Existed, and there's a dot between each word. Um, I've got uh, a YouTube channel, which I just started to do some toy reviews. That's uh, Alchemist Prime Reviews. And... Um, to plug a specific thing, I did a really fun video on the on the Comic Geeking Program YouTube channel where we did a quiz of like real and Very fake Transformers names, and that that's fun. We're gonna keep doing more of those. So check that out. Uh, that's check that's out there more. if you want to check it out. Exactly. And again, I've been I've been joined. Hey, by... I have been and continue to be Edward Ryan. Um, oh, that's who you are. I've been trying to figure it out this entire episode. You can episode. find me. Um, standing just outside of the vision radius of the peep hole in your door. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and also on Twitter Can at you know? Fake Eddie Ryan. <clears throat> it's a great. Uh, all right. That's, yeah. So that's going to do it for us. That's where you can find us. Um, our next episode is going to air on. If I've done my calculations correctly, it'll air on the third Friday in December. So that will be December 20th, getting pretty close to to festivity there. Um, So that's going to be our next episode is going to air on Friday, uh, December 20th. So tune in for that. And as always, thank you for sharing and listening and everything else. And we'll talk to you next month. And before the outro, make sure to put on your 3D glasses. Wait, you haven't had them on the whole time? (laughs) Well, fuck, the episode's goddamn ruined now. Just quit. Don't even come back. Bye. Bye, everybody.
The Common Geeking Program is hosted by Jeff Levitt, joined by Eddie Ryan. This episode is sponsored by pain. My entire body hurts. Why did I go to the gym again? Just kidding. It's against me. The podcast is created and produced by Colin Ketchin and Jeff Levitt and features original music by Colin Ketchin. This episode was edited by me, Time Old Children. We'd love for you to stay engaged with us on social media at Geeking Program or by using hashtag CGP. If you want to know more about us and all of our other projects, head to commongeekingprogram.com. Stay in touch, stay tuned, and as always, thank you for listening to this podcast. Ciao! How off track did we get in terms of time? Like real bad or just a little bad?